Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome to Laying the Points, a road of his podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. My co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty well. Uh, I think we were pretty much right on the money last week with our picks. I felt like I had a good feel, uh, and, and that translated. You had your best week of the season. You know, I told you you were going to turn it around. Just got to keep grinding. So hopefully we can get back right to it for NFL Week 5. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Like you said, like the feel was definitely good last week. Uh, not sure if I feel the exact same. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Way this week, but that's why we tell you guys to check us out like on like Sunday morning or Saturday night because it's like you know you just you got to cram as much information in as you can throughout the course of the week, and you know it's only Wednesday, so. Yep. <laughs> Um, before we get into the show, another reminder, you can support the Road of His Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Road of His Live, our weekly Sunday morning show, on video, answering all of your fantasy questions, me, Dave Cabon, Mr. Kelly, head of, uh, you know, head of most things podcasts at this point at Road of His. Um, pretty excited. You know, it's been, it's been good. I think, uh... You know, the questions that we're answering are, are helping people win, which is great. And again, for just $5, you can become a Patreon or a patron. You get access to the Road of His Live program. That means you get access to us. You get access to uh, us answering your questions. And you just help support the good content like this show that we provide on the Road of His Radio channel. Speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get a 30% off Road of His NFL Pass. It's available through the podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. The season is almost here. It is here. It's almost half over. I mean, it's almost a quarter <laughs> over. Like, we're we're rolling. I'm reading right off the script, so, you know, I'm messing things up. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, you want to get winning. Like, it's not too late. If you're one in three to start your fantasy league this year, like, you're not out. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to mess up. You can get hot. I mean, our friend John has shown us time and time again the dirt, right? If you put in the dirt, you're going to do well, and Rotoviz can help you do that. So definitely check that out, rotoviz.com slash podcast, 30% off. Week 5, NFL, all lines courtesy of my bookie. Uh, a pretty interesting slate of games. I mean, I think the one thing, if you've been following me on Twitter, you've seen that uh, the over has been really, really profitable this year to start the season. Uh, it's been an all-time scoring year so far in the NFL. I think it's reasonable to expect that continue because of uh, – you know, the rule changes and stuff like that. So 
the books look like they're finally adjusting. I mean, I think we have like eight games with the totals at least 49 this week. So the totals are definitely coming up. Um, you know, we'll kind of we'll follow that trend, obviously, throughout the year just to see kind of where the edge is. I have a feeling that eventually under is going to become really profitable. But uh, we'll see what happens. First game on the slate, Colts at Pats. Patriots are 10-point home favorites here. Total set at 50.5. What do you think of this, Matt? Yeah, my, my initial reaction was that this this line is a, a point or two too high. You know, I know the, the Patriots uh, finally came back and, and did what they were expected to do. They took care of Miami at home, uh, which I think a lot of people were expecting. But still an impressive showing nonetheless. Now they get Julian Edelman back. Um, Josh Gordon should have another week of getting acclimated into the system. And, you know, it sounds like Rob Gronkowski, his injury wasn't too serious. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play in week three or week five, I'm sorry. But one way or the other, he should be back soon. So all systems seem like they're go for the Patriots right now. But I do think this Colts team is a little bit frisky. You know, if they get down, they have shown the ability to come back. They almost came back against the Bengals in week one. Uh, they came back last week against the Texans, which was very scary for me, considering that the Texans were my play of the week, but uh, ultimately came up just short. So I think that this Colts team is frisky enough to move the ball against the Patriots. They might be able to cover this line, but you know my philosophy at this point. Thursday night game. Home favorite, you gotta you gotta side with the home favorite. I think, like, unless there's a a real big reason why you don't think they're gonna cover, that you have to just on default side with the home favorite on Thursday night. So that's what I'm doing. I will take the Patriots. Yeah, I actually really like the Patriots here. I mean, I know ten points is a lot. It's not usually a line that uh, that I play with, but a lot of injuries for the Colts right now. I mean, they have a lot of injuries up front. Uh, Anthony Costanzo is hurt. Um, their center is hurt. Uh, it's questionable whether or not he'll play. Um, their right tackle is on injured reserve. Like they have a lot of injuries up front. And then at the skill positions, uh, Marlon Mack has already been ruled out. T.Y. Hilton's already been ruled out. And Jack Doyle have, have already been ruled out. Naheem Hines week. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm just not really sure where the points are coming from. Like I know that, uh, the defense for New England is not great, but I mean, I just don't. I don't see Zach Pascal like <laughs> scoring like six touchdowns in this game and then winning. You know what I mean? Like, so obviously like straight up, it's a great bet, but I think even minus 10, I think, uh, I think I would lay those points. Isn't there like a math theorem with Pascal? Uh, I think he's triangles. Pascal's triangle. Yeah. There you go. See, like that should be a reason for you to take the Colts. I think <laughs> I'll try to work that into my, uh, my week six coaches perspective piece. Perfect. At action network. <laughs> uh titans at bills titans are a three-point road favorite here total set at 39 uh one interesting thing i found while uh you know playing around with the the bet labs uh road favorites typically not a great bet but road favorites on a three-game win streak are actually 57 39 and 2 59.4 percent against the spread uh since 2003 so not your typical uh, you know, home favorite road dog, or sorry, home dog road favorite situation. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really interesting stat. I obviously did not know that. Um, and the Titans just seem like uh, an underrated football team at the moment. You know, like they may win ugly, but they seem to find a way to win. You know, they really had no business winning that game last week. 
They had to convert a fourth down in overtime, but they did it. (laughs) So, uh, like, they might be the most surprising 3-1 and team, I guess, outside of Miami. Um, The Bills, meanwhile, went back to, you know, doing what we kind of thought they were going to do all season, which was just get destroyed. Uh, Granted, that was a really tough spot, you know, against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. They are back at home here, which could make a difference, but... Uh, I think I will trust your trend here and side with the Titans. This isn't a game I would put any real money on, but uh, I mean, the Titans are the better team. The one possible concern is that they do play the Ravens in week six. So maybe this is a little bit of a look ahead spot, but uh, yeah, overall, I think I'm just going to trust your trend and uh, side with the Titans. Yeah, I'm definitely a little worried about the look ahead spot. I mean, those things always... Always stick with me because I, I definitely believe that that's real. But I'm just really surprised overall that the line is only three. Like that was kind of why I researched this because, you know, I, I feel like the Titans have been really, really good. Um, I think they're certainly going to command some money throughout the week. So, we'll, you know, again, this is why you don't you probably shouldn't make your bets till the end of the week. Like I'm really curious to see how the books react to the betting on this game and where the sharp money ends up. But. I just think the Titans are way better than Buffalo and like their defense has been really, really strong. And Marcus Mariota last week looked like he's finally like, I don't want to say back because he's never like, he probably hasn't really done <laughs> much. But, like, yeah. Like <clears throat> he was finally healthy. Like that's always the big thing Threw the ball 43 times. So like the pinch nerve thing, I guess is pretty much over completed 70% of his passes and he ran the ball 10 times, which I know this isn't a fantasy show, but from a fantasy perspective has been pretty excited. Um, um, but I, I just think that if he's if he's playing well, like if we're getting like second overall pick in the draft, Marcus Mariota, uh, then the Titans are going to be really tough. So I will I'll, say that minus three at on the road is a lot of respect for for the Titans, in my opinion. Like, you know, if you move it to Tennessee, that would make them nine point favorites. And, you know, the Packers were right. only favored by what last week? Six and a half, like 10, something like that. So they're saying that the Titans are in line with with the Packers, which I'm not sure if I am ready to agree with at this point, even though it might be a bit of a down year for the Packers. But um, I think that this line is maybe a touch inflated. I don't know. Like uh, you make some good points with the Titans, but I, I still think that road favorites like with teams that are not elite are a little bit scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 obviously going to be a huge fish and put them in my five. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, Dolphins at Bengals. Cincy off an impressive win last week against Atlanta. Uh, they are now home against Miami. Six and a half point favorites. Uh, total set at 49. Matt, what do we think? Um, This is another one that I think we might have a little bit of an inflated line here. Like the Dolphins just got waxed by the Patriots. The Bengals moved the ball at will against Atlanta. But what we know about Atlanta is that they can't stop a nosebleed right now. Like, their defense is just awful. So the fact that the Bengals moved the ball at will against them doesn't really move the needle much for me. Um, Their offense has been impressive pretty much all season. I will give you that. But I think that this line maybe might be a touch high at 6.5. I'm going to side with the Dolphins as a road underdog here and hope that that last game against the Pats was a little bit of an aberration. This is probably a stay away for me, but I think I would side with Cincinnati. I love the Natty. I mean, I just think that their team, this was a bounce back year for them. Uh, and I'm just, I'm still kind of sticking with my guns 
that the Dolphins aren't that good. I mean, Xavier Howard has played really, really well at D-back, so I think he could take out A.J. Green, sure. Like, maybe that happens, but, I mean, Tyler Boyd. I mean, you texted us last week, Matt, like, just chain mover. Chain uh, mover. Really difficult to take out of the game. Uh, Joe Mixon looks like he's going to be back this week. So, I mean, my really only area of concern for Cincy is uh, Billy Price is going to be out, and he's been pretty good for them. So I, I'm a little worried about that, but I, I'm just not really sure that Miami has, like, the pieces to move the ball consistently on this team. Like, they play a lot of cover three. Like, I don't think Kenny Stills is going to get over the top of them. I still really respect their corners. So I don't know. I, I have, like, a really tough time making an argument for Miami outside of, like, what you said, which is pretty much that, like, maybe if they played this game a week ago, the line's only, like, four and a half. Right. Which which uh, I definitely I definitely buy that as, as, you know, something that could have happened. Yeah, and it opened up at five and a half and has been bet up to six and a half. Sixty-nine percent of the public tickets are coming in on Cincinnati, which is not all that surprising. So uh, I think they'll be very skeptical to hang a seven, the bookmakers, that is, because if they do, I'm sure the sharp money is going to start pouring in on Miami. So this is an interesting line, I think, to monitor before you make a decision. Ravens minus three at the Browns. Uh, Browns in typical Browns fashion. I mean, just snatching at the, <laughs> snatching at the feed from the jaws of victory. Um, total set at 47. I think Baker looked all right last week. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway both questionable. So that's definitely something to look forward to, uh, to look to look at uh, when evaluating the game. But uh, what do you make of Baltimore, Matt? Yeah, that Browns game was so weird last week. I mean, they had like two long touchdown runs from Nick Chubb. Yep. They had like 100 yards and two touchdowns on three carries, I think. They gave up a pick six. Uh, Baker threw up a, a just a prayer ball at the end of the game. So I honestly still have no idea what to make of the Cleveland Browns. Like I was very impressed with what they did against the Jets, and I thought that they held their own early in the year against the Saints and the Steelers. So, like, in my eyes, this team could be 4-0, and but they could probably also be 0-4. Like, they're just a really weird team, and I guess that's what happens when your coach is Hugh Jackson. So, uh, again, like, I'm I'm leaning towards the Browns as a home underdog here. The Ravens are 20-26-3 are as a road favorite since 2003, which is obviously not ideal. I talk all the time about how I like to target Baltimore when they're at home. So I, I, I'm leaning Cleveland here, but like I just don't know how you put real money on the team at this point, given that they are so uh, enigmatic and erratic week to week. Yeah, it's it's like the I want the Browns to be good. Like I mean, I don't want them to be good because I hate Hugh Jackson, but like I feel like <laughs> they have the potential to be so good, and it's like they just can't because of Hugh Jackson. Like they just can't like get it right. Um, the one thing that is worth mentioning is that. Uh, Baltimore's defense has been really exceptional to start the year. I and mean, we just saw them shut down uh, the Steelers last week in a primetime game. But I mean, even besides that, like their pass game has been uh, sorry, their pass defense, I should say, has been excellent. And they are getting uh, Jimmy Smith back this week. Ooh, so it's going to be really tough sledding, I think, for Baker. Um, and again, like I, I hate picking these road favorites, but I just feel like. I just feel like Baltimore is the correct side here. Like, I think that they are better than the Browns. I think that, like, as a team, like, I just expect more from them. And I know it's a division game, but I just don't really see them losing 
this game's Cleveland. And I think that they'll cover the three. Yeah, I will say that if Jarvis Landry is out, then yeah, then you can't you can't back the Browns. Like he had over twenty targets last week. Like he is just such a huge part of their offense. Uh, I don't care so much if Antonio Callaway doesn't play. Like he definitely stretches the defense a bit, but I think he's pretty replaceable. But Landry definitely would have an impact on the spread. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Landry and Baker together for like a little extra practice time though, because. Only four catches last week for Jarvis. That's not going to get it done for me. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Packers favored by one at Detroit. 51-point total. I mean, this is just – this is typically a very good game. Like, uh, usually there's a lot of scoring, obviously, hence the total. Um, Stafford, like, owns the Packers in terms of, like, his own personal production. But, you know, Green Bay usually wins. So, a uh, pretty interesting game, I think, here, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, one thing I looked up, you know, we talk about how great Rodgers is at home. I assumed that he would be a pretty mediocre quarterback as a road favorite, but he's actually been better than I thought, 28-23 and 23 against the spread as a road favorite. Uh, that's a plus 8.3% return on investment. So I'm going to side with Rodgers and the Packers here as the road favorite. I just don't like the Lions. Like, I know that... um they haven't been, you know, among the worst teams in the league this season, but I just don't think they do anything well. I, I think they geared up for that Patriots game big time. Maybe they do the same thing for the Packers, but I just don't think Patricia's a good coach, and I don't think that they have, you know, the horses on this team. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me is just Darius Slay. Like, I don't think that there's any way that Detroit can compete here without him, Um, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to play, so... That, to me, is a huge deal. Uh, concussion for Slay. And, like, when I look at this matchup, like, I don't see Detroit enforcing their will in any way. Last week we talked about Detroit because their run defense was very, very poor. Uh, very poor in the D-line, front seven area, and, and Zeke made them pay. I know that Green Bay doesn't have, like, a guy right now. Like, they're kind of mixing up the workload. But I still think that Green Bay's rushing attack is going to be formidable in this matchup. We both love Aaron Jones. Yep. And I don't think that they're going to be able to take Green Bay off the field in this game. And even if, like, even if Allison and Cobb both miss, and it's like Devontae Adams and two crash dummies out there with Jimmy Graham, I, uh, I still think they're going to be able to get behind their pads and get yards on the ground. So, uh, you know, Certainly Stafford will, will have his fun. I think, uh, you know, offensively they'll still put up some points. But at the end of the day, I'm just not picking up against Rodgers. Like, we have we have way too many trends that tell us Rodgers is, like, just a really good player to bet overall for me to not bet him now. Because, it's again, you can push on one, but it's pretty much like a pick em. Yep. Jags at, at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by three. 49-point over-under. We have, you know, the league's top defense going in against... I don't know. I don't want to say the league's best quarterback, but the league's most exciting quarterback Woo! right now. Um, just just a lot of fun out of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, who do you think wins this matchup? This is like the classic, you know, immovable object versus an unstoppable force kind of thing. Yeah, I, this is a really tough game in my, for me to handicap. Like, I was first off very surprised that the Chiefs were only favored by three here. Uh, I'm sure that they are going to get pounded with Chief money in Vegas. And so far, 
Uh, it's only been a 50-50 split, 59% of the money on the Chiefs. But I imagine as the week goes on and more public money starts coming in, that they are, that Vegas is going to need Jacksonville. Um, Patrick Mahomes and this offense is incredible. It, it really is. Like uh, They were super impressive with that comeback in Denver, uh, which was a tough place to play in the altitude division game. But this is going to be a tough game too. You know, Jacksonville is is arguably the best defensive in the league, maybe even inarguably the best defense in the league. And they specialize in shutting down the pass. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Travis Kelsey because he's been basically unstoppable through the last three weeks. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if they'll put Ramsey or, or Bouye on him at times. But I, I'm just not betting against Patrick Mahomes right now. He's too good. He's too good, and this team is just scoring points at will. So I will take the Chiefs minus three, but I will be interested to see what this line does as the week goes on. I mean, you said it. Like I think that the matchup to watch is Kelsey against like the safeties or whoever they put on on him on the Jacksonville side. But I uh, I feel very very confident in the Jaguars defense. Like uh, I don't think that defense is. I know like the old adage like defense with championships. Like I don't necessarily think that good defense always beats good offense. Not in the regular but, season. Yeah, but I think that like. This particular Jags defense does because of the way that they play. Um, I mean, they completely took away Rob Gronkowski when these teams played. I'm uh, sorry, when uh, Jacksonville played the Patriots a few weeks ago. I think that that kind of gives them a blueprint to stop Kelsey. Um, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see Jalen Ramsey against Tyreek Hill because that's the one thing that you can't really teach is the deep speed, you know, and uh, I'm kind of curious to see how they play that. I just don't think. I just think that, that Jacksonville is way too good here. Uh, I'm pretty surprised at the size of the total, but I also understand it because Casey's secondary has not been good, especially if Eric Berry continues to be out. So I actually really like Jacksonville this week. Um, I think that going into Kansas City is really tough. Uh, teams are basically even against the spread in Kansas City. But like for me, like for me, especially since Jacksonville doesn't have Fournette, like that is a plus to me. Yeah, because I knew. I was Jack- just thinking that because I know that you like that angle. Yeah, like Jacksonville is going to throw more. They're going to play a little faster. Uh, and their receivers have been really good. I mean, and it's kind of been like a different guy every week that beats you. Keelan Cole, you know, Moncrief last week was the guy, uh, as was Westbrook. So uh, there's like a lot of different ways, I think, to win against Kansas City in this particular matchup. And like, like if I'm Jacksonville, I'm trusting my safeties against Kelsey I am probably just going to put Ramsey on Watkins and I'm going to bracket Tyreek Hill and I'm going to do my best, you know, and I'm going to pray a little bit on that. Yeah. And Watkins is questionable too. So like there's a chance he doesn't play. I think you've swayed me. I think you've swayed me to the Jacksonville side. Let's go. Um, I think that the downgrade from Fournette to Yeldon is not as big as most people realize either. You know, if you look at Fournette's success rate this season, he's been one of the most successful backs in football. So, yeah, he can probably give you a decent facsimile of Fournette. I mean, he's not going to be Fournette, but the way he can be active in the pass game. And, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Jacksonville now. You've swayed me. Let's go. I mean, I'm all about rooting for Blake Bortles. For, he's become a brand guy. Bortles. <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, if Watkins doesn't play, not to go too long in the game, but, like, if Watkins doesn't play, I, I it's 
really hard for me to overstate how much that changes a game plan defensively because part of the reason you can't you, part of the reason you get screwed part of the reason like Hill kills people now is that you can't bracket them you can't double them like it's really hard to do because the other guys if Watkins is out like changes the whole thing so uh give me Jacksonville and now let's get into your Jets Matt uh, Broncos at Jets fighting Jets are a one point home favorite a meager one point home favorite uh 42 and a half point over under I mean, is this uh, is this a dub for for Gangrene or what? What do we think? No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> wasting any more of my time watching them. Unfo- like watching them last week with Jeff Fisher as a commentator might have been the most excruciating three hours of my life. Um, it was just awful all around. Their first drive, they like threw an incomplete pass on third and six, and Jeff Fisher was like, "That's a win for the offense right there." You know, you can play the field position game. Really smart decision there by uh, by Sam Darnold. And I was like, that's a win. They're punting the ball. And sure enough, Jacksonville scored. And I said, you know, like, that's just why Jeff Fisher is in the booth. Anyway, uh, I don't trust the Jets offense to move the ball at all. Like, we've seen against good units that this offense just really can't figure anything out. They only really have Quincy and Nunwa, and they're going to try to establish the run. And the Broncos, even though they got gashed by... Uh, Kareem Hunt? Yes, thank you. By Kareem Hunt last week. Uh, I think they're going to be able to focus on the run game, shut that down, and just dare Sam Darnold to beat him. And I don't think we're ready to see that yet from him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you're saying. Classic bounce back spot, I think, for Denver, even on the road. Uh, I think it's more of a letdown spot than a bounce back spot, but um, I still you think just, so off a loss. Yeah, like it's a de- that's more of like a debilitating loss to me than a energizing loss. You know, a game that you should have won that you blew, I don't think is more, that's more of like a get your head down type of loss than a like, oh, we're going to turn the corner thing. All right. Well, not in this locker room. Vance Joseph is going (laughs) to rally the troops. Um, (laughs) But I mean, yeah, like to to your point, Matt, like they just don't have enough playmakers and like Darnold isn't really threatening teams down the field. And that's kind of where you beat Denver right now. Like the quick game and like the run game, like Denver will will still beat you that way. Like they're not going to die by a thousand cuts. Like they're going to die off like big plays and stuff like that. So I uh, I'm good with Denver here. This is this is the most exciting game of the week to me. Oh yeah. Like the, like I don't really watch a lot of games in full. Like you know I'm a big red zone guy. I'm a big bopper. <laughs> well, you like, might be able to watch this whole game on the red zone channel. That's true too. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, I am definitely going to be watching this game. Like Falcons at Steelers, Pittsburgh's a three point home favorite, 57 and a half point over under. And like, I still feel like it's going to go over. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this game is going to be awesome. Uh, but what do you think of the matchup? I like the Steelers here. Uh, the Steelers let us down last week or let me down in particular. I thought that at home, it was going to be statement time against Baltimore, but um, they really kind of laid an egg. I think we're all starting to realize that Le'Veon Bell is probably more important to them than we realized, which shouldn't have been like a huge surprise. But Connor just looked so good week one that we all were like, yeah, they can they can basically replicate his production. But that just hasn't been the case. Um, that said, I don't think it matters against Atlanta. Like their defense is awful. Uh, it shouldn't be awful. But given all the injuries that they've had, they're just so depleted and teams are moving the ball just at will against them. 
So I think the Steelers will have no problem putting up points in this contest. But on the other side, the Falcons, this will be like their uh, first real test outside of a dome, I believe. And I'm just not as sold on their offense being able to move the ball in a situation like Pittsburgh as I am on the other side. So I will lay the points with the Steelers at home in what's basically become like a must-win game for them. Yeah, I mean, I am not the biggest Mike Tomlin fan in the world. You'd probably call me a Mike Tomlin detractor, but I think they're going to win this game. I mean, I, I we love Ben at home, like for fantasy, but like overall, they're much better at home. And I'm not even really sure it's like the Lev Bell thing as much as it is just like the defense hasn't stopped anybody and is just putting like constant pressure on their offense. Like I don't, the Steelers like over our lifetime have never like not since like the that first Ben Super Bowl. I feel like they haven't been like a, a dominant defense, but they're usually like at least average. Right. And, Last year they got after the passer really well. I think they were second yeah. in sacks. Right. Like they are terrible right now, and especially on the back end, they've been awful. So like you expect you expect points obviously, but like the Falcons are like the one team where you're like I think that defense might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it. I feel very confident in. Yeah. That. No, I agree. So like to me, this is this is just a really good spot for them. Um, Vance McDonald is back. He's been making plays the last couple weeks. Vance will make you dance. Yeah. So uh, I like this team. I think that James Conner is still really good. Uh, I think that he's going to get the ball a bunch in this game for reasons we mentioned on previous shows. And I am I am trusting the Steelers here. I think that, like, again, before, like, some of their struggles, like, they might be, like, five-point favorites in this spot. So at three, I uh, I definitely like it. All right. I w- we can skip this game, right? Giants at Panthers? Um, <laughs> Carolina's a seven-point home favorite. Total's at 44-and-a-half. Uh Panthers coming off a bye. What do you got? Yeah, this might be my favorite trend that I've dug up going through the Bet Labs database, but I think it's a good one. So if you look at teams that are favored and coming off of a bye week, they are 138, 91, and 7 against the spread since 2003. Uh, that's a plus 17.4% ROI. So to have a trend that, that is that large of a sample with that high of a return on investment, I think is uh, a really nice feather to have sort of in our caps here. So I'm going to trust the trend and uh, go with the Panthers here. I really like Carolina. I've been very high on Carolina all offseason. I'm still not convinced that the Giants are a bad team. I think that they've played a pretty tough schedule and they've hung in most of their games outside of that, you know, egg that they laid in Dallas. But uh, I think this is just a, a tough spot to ask them against a rested Panthers team that's had time to prepare. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm obviously taking Carolina. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can um, pretty I, much put me down to pick against the Jets and you to pick against the Giants every week from now till the end of the season. And we might be profitable on that. I think. <laughs> like, I first of all, I have like actually researched now because I'm doing like the stacks piece for for labs this week. Like, I have actually researched the Giants against Russian quarterbacks, and it is as bad as I thought it was. Um, I don't have, like, I don't have it in front of me because my internet's, like, being all screwy, but they have, like, a plus seven, like, plus minus, like, quarterbacks that average, like, 20 yards rushing against the Giants. And oh, it's, like, maybe. a five-year, it's, like, a five-year trend, too. It's not even <laughs> just, like, like it's, it's, it still holds if you look at just, like, 2017s now, but it's, like, a five- or six-year trend for them. I don't know why. 
it's just reality. So I'm happy that my memories have served me well there. Um, but Cam is obviously like the best in the biz in terms of running. Yeah, and the Panthers um, have really unshackled him this season. Yeah, and especially like what they're doing with McCaffrey, where he has gone from like commonly used pass weapon to just like featured offensive player. Uh, I mean, we just saw a very similar player in Alvin Kamara just completely destroy the Giants. So, of course, you know, you're laying a big number. But like you said, like coming off the bye is a big edge. Um, and I think that the Giants kind of like, like what you were saying about like the debilitating loss, the Giants were in a spot to win this game last week against the Saints, and they just blew it. Like they just didn't, they never like took control. So I feel like now on the road, they're just going to get freaking walloped. Yeah, and I, I I hate to pile on Eli Manning. Oh wait, no, I don't. Uh, no, I love I love doing it. Like he hasn't even attempted a ball twenty yards downfield since week two. It's How gross. can you play quarterback and not throw it? I mean, I guess I should ask Sam Darnold, but like you have <laughs> to take some shots, especially when you have Odell Beckham on your team. Like, give the guy a chance every once in a while. I know he doesn't have a ton of time back there, but that's inexcusable. It's really bad. Um, and, and the other thing too, by the way, is that I saw this yesterday, but like the pass rush, I mean, I'm sorry, the pass protection has actually been pretty good. Like they said, Eli didn't get hurried at all or pressured at all in like the first half. And he still <laughs> was like missing Beckham on like slants and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if he had just has like PTSD back I there think that's or what? what it is. He's but got like, permanent happy feet now. You just, you just, have to be able to get the ball to the money. And I can't trust you right now. I can't trust you, Eli, if you can't get the ball to the money. So thanks for thanks for losing all my money. Um, <laughs> let's talk about something that doesn't depress me, and that's my bookie. I mean, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. We are obviously uh, exhibits A and B of that. You guys have heard me talk about this for weeks, and some of you guys are still on the sidelines. I mean, whether you're an expert or a rookie, you got to be betting at my bookie if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot. You know, like playing uh, numbers on a roulette. Shout out Adam Eisen. You're a big roulette guy. Uh, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you'll turn 100 bucks into $600. That's uh, six to one for your math aficionados out there. It's not just football. You can bet all major sports like MMA this weekend. Conor McGregor steps into the octagon Saturday for his first UFC fight in two years. You can bet on things like whether he'll win straight up whether Khabib will deliver a first-round knockout. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. This is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all season. My bookie has been in the business for years, has great online reviews, and their mobile site is really easy to use. If you're on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. My bookie is still, after all this time, looking to match your first deposit dollar for dollar. But you have to join now. That offer is going to be pulled soon. Just log into my bookie. Right now, and double your money. Use promo code RotoViz, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's right. Just type in RotoViz when you're asked for a promo code, and your deposit will be matched dollar for dollar. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Let's get into the four o'clock games here, Matt. Raiders at Chargers. The Bolts are four and a half point favorites here. Totals at 53 and a half. Huge total here. I was really shocked by this one. Uh, what do you think of the game? Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, the Raiders are awful and the Chargers are awful. So, yeah, there should be plenty of points to go around, I think. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers here just because I, I'm honestly surprised that they're only laying four and a half. 
Like, I think if you just matched up their roster versus the Raiders talent-wise, they deserve to be like a touchdown favorite at home. Um, they've disappointed for sure. They struggled with the, the 49ers last week. Um, the, the only game they've really played well is against Buffalo, who we're saying is the worst team in the league. So maybe four and a half is fair, but I'm banking on the talent to ultimately shine through despite, uh, Anthony Lynn and the kicker trying to fumble away every game. So, uh, I will take the Chargers here, laying the four and a half against the soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Did you, uh, did you listen to Simmons this week with the guest lines? I did not. Oh, so well, they were joking that like the line's supposed to be seven and a half, but because they're going to miss a field goal, <laughs> uh, it's, on, it's only four and a half. Um, it is crazy though, like just how many kicks and like really just unlucky plays have happened to them. But I, I'm with you. I mean, Chargers are a more talented team. Um, I mean, I don't love John Gruden, so I don't think that the coaching mismatch is is too large here. And again, like Oakland is one of these teams that I just don't trust to get a stop in a big spot. Like the Chargers, they don't have Bosa, and overall they've played bad defense, but they still have really good playmakers on the defensive side. Uh, they still have a couple pass rushers. They still obviously have Derwin James, who I, I would imagine is probably the favorite for defensive rookie of the year. It's been really, really good. Um, so I, I'm still thinking that like overall, like you were saying, like the roster composition is still much better for the Chargers than the Raiders. Uh, don't love it overall because it's just really hard to to bet the Chargers for all the reasons we mentioned. But I do think that they are the correct side here. Vikings at Eagles, Philly coming off a, a bad loss uh, to the aforementioned Titans, favored by three here. Uh, felt a little small to me, Matt. I don't know. I'm curious what you think. Uh, totals at 45 and a half. Yeah, the big thing for me here is that the Vikings defense just does not seem as good as it was last year. Nope. Uh, part of that has to do, obviously, with Everson Griffin, who, you know, you, you feel bad for. We don't still really know what's going on there, but... You know, it seems like he's having some sort of uh, personal issues, so I wish him the best, obviously. But it's definitely had an effect on their defense overall. Um, and I think that the Eagles, even though they haven't been impressive per se to start the season, I still think they're the better team. I think they're going to get rolling now that Wentz is starting to get more acclimated. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, came back and looked really good last week. Hopefully, you know, he can be another weapon for him to throw to. Zach Ertz has obviously been phenomenal. Uh, and Jay Ajayi should be another week removed from his injury. So I will take the Eagles favored by three. I think that they're, you know, just, just the better team in better form. Um, but again, it's not a pick that I'm super confident with. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this game because I do really like Philly. And I do really think that the Vikings defense is overrated. But I also kind of think that the Eagles defense is overrated, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like I think if I'm picking a side here, it's the over because Minnesota has really not stopped anybody over the last few weeks. Um, Philly very, very similarly has has struggled, especially in the past game. Like both of these teams are like our teams. I do not trust to get a stop against teams who are willing to throw the football. And, you know, Minnesota, obviously, with Cousins and those two stud receivers are a huge threat. Uh, the Eagles with Jeffrey now coming back and, you know, even Ertz, obviously, uh, Aguilar, like there's a lot of weapons in this game. And I just don't really trust either of these teams to get a stop. So I think the side I'm taking here is the over. Uh, but if I was going to pick a part of the game in terms of a you know, particular team, it would be it would be Philly. 
The one thing I will say about the Eagles is I don't really view that loss against the Titans. Like, I don't penalize them too harshly for that. I think that the rules, like the overtime rules being what they are, like, yes, it's better that both teams gets a chance to win the game with a touchdown or, uh, you know, on their first score. But, like, the Eagles had them in a 4th and 15 situation. Like, if they if Tennessee had the full the ball first in overtime, they would have had to punt it away and then been at the mercy of the Eagles' offense. But instead, because the Eagles had already put a field goal on the board, they were able to go for it deep in their own territory with no negative repercussions, really. So... To me, like, that is a bit of an unfair situation. Like, if you get the ball first and you only kick a field goal, you put the the opposing offense in just permanent four-down territory. So, you know, like, I'm not sure how you fix that. But again, like, in my eyes, like, the Eagles did enough to win that game. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. I mean, what we got to talk about is optimal strategy kicking a field goal in overtime. Maybe that's worth talking about. Mm, Good point. So, because I know, because I agree with you. I mean, that's what a lot of um, a lot of like the data that you look at for like just decision making in general. Like teams are actually making more optimal decisions when they're like trailing late because they have to. Like it's forced upon them. Right. So that's you know kind of gets to what you're saying. Like even though even though like your expected points in the moment is probably better than the field goal than going for it. Because kicking the field goal causes your opponents to make more optimal decisions, it's actually probably better if you don't kick. Mm. But I, that's you know maybe that's for another another time. Yeah, that you got to bring back the coach's box for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have to. I mean, is this the? I, this is the worst game of the week, right? Cardinals Super at snoozer. Niners. Yep. Just the the at uh, the poop manda. Like I don't <laughs> know, like the worst game. Cardinals at Niners. Josh Rosen against C.J. Beathard. 4:25 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Niners are four and a half point home favorites. Total is set at a generous 41. What do you think here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't watch a second of this game, but I actually think that this is one of my favorite spots for the week. Uh, I'm not sure why the Cardinals are getting four and a half here. You know, they were only plus 2.5 on the advanced line, but I guess because San Francisco hung in with. San Diego at home, they bumped it up two points. You know, like, I don't really get that. I think that, you know, you can make the case that the, the, the Cardinals are better basically everywhere than the 49ers. You know, quarterback is still yet to be determined a bit, but I'm not super impressed with C.J. Beathard despite what he, you know, did against uh, the Chargers. So uh, I will gladly take the four and a half here with the Cardinals. I think that that's uh, one of my, that'll be in my five pack. I mean, anytime you can get points going up against C.J. Beathard, I feel like that has to be plus EV, right? right? <laughs> like I, like you, I am very shocked. Like I thought this was a classic Niners minus three kind of a spot. Um, four and a half seems odd. I mean, the Cardinals, while they have been bad all year, have obviously been, I thought, I thought at least last week they looked a lot better. Yes. And they got DJ the ball a lot more. He set season highs in touches. He's at season highs in snaps. And uh, both of those things bode well because, I mean, this is the kind of game. I know we talk about, like, hashtag running backs don't matter. But, like, this is the kind of game where, like, a guy like DJ makes a huge difference. And, you know, the Niners have a bunch of injuries. They're very banged up. I, even if Larry Fitzgerald was out or limited, which I think he's looking like a possibility, 
I would feel I feel good about the Cardinals. I do. Um, I mean, as good as you can feel about like one of the three worst teams in football. <laughs> Rams at Seahawks. Uh, the Rams are seven point road favorites here. You don't see that too often, but Seattle obviously hasn't been very good. 50.5 over under. What do you got? I think I'm going to surprise you here, Anthony. So <laughs> Russell Wilson has a home underdog. 4-0 against the spread in his career. Russell Wilson at home in general, 28-19-2. Uh, but that said, I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams here. Wow, I am surprised. I, I just think the Rams are just really freaking good. Like, <laughs> they're, they're so loaded on both sides of the ball. And I think Seattle is obviously not the same team that they've been in years past. So I think we can kind of throw those those above trends out the window a little bit here you know I I love Wilson but they're just like ruining him on offense by just trying to pound the run and not letting him scramble and do the things that he does best Um, hopefully Doug Baldwin will be more involved in this game but I just don't see enough on the offensive side of the ball for Seattle to keep up with the Rams like I very rarely would take a seven point road favorite but I just don't see the Seahawks holding the Rams to under 30 points and if you're going to allow another team to score that much, you know, you have to be able to keep up. And I just don't see Seattle being able to do that. Well, Matt, I'm happy to see you come to your senses here about Seattle. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure that means they'll cover this week. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, I mean, the Russell Wilson not running is, is is egregious. Like, that in itself, to me, is fireable. But I won't talk about Schottenheimer too much. Like, I just think that, like you said, the Rams are, to me, they're the best team in football. Yes, I'm not even really sure not close. that it's like a debate. Yeah, yeah like they, they are just so far advanced in terms of their offense and their defense just has stud after stud after stud. Um, you know, Seattle can threaten you a little bit vertically now that Doug Walden's back, but it's just not enough to me. Uh, Seattle's defense has not been good. Seattle's offensive line. I mean, I'm not really sure how they're sleeping this week, knowing that they're going against Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. Um, I mean, I, I, they're just going to max protect the whole game. Like, I don't really know how they're going to do this. So, uh, and the Rams fit, <clears throat> excuse me, the Rams fit the earlier trend I mentioned about uh, teams on three game win streaks. So, I, uh, I like the Rams. The one thing I will say is that maybe the Rams being so good will force the Seahawks to play more optimally kind of like how we talked about in that overtime game. Like maybe the Seahawks getting down early means that they can't give, you know, Chris Carson and and Mike Davis a combined 30 carries in this game. You obviously do not know Brian Schottenheimer as well as I thought you did. (laughs) Everyone knows that when you're down two touchdowns is the perfect time to establish the run. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Cowboys at Texans for the Battle of Texas. Uh, Houston is a three point home favorite. I, I mean, I didn't just shocked. Like I didn't, I like Houston under this year, but I did not think they'd be this bad. Uh, 45 and a half point total. We know that Dallas tends to be pretty slow. Houston has been one of the faster teams in football this year. Uh, what do you make of the matchup? Giddy up Houston Texans. I still believe in you, baby. Uh, I know you made it closer than it should have been last week against Indy. But they still did exactly what I thought they were going to do, which was move the ball basically at will. Um, I think they'll be able to do the same thing this week against the Cowboys without Sean Lee. Um, you know, the fact that their defense played okay 
against the Lions means nothing to me. So I think that uh, it's going to be another big day offensively for Deshaun Watson and all of his toys out there. So give me the Texans. Uh, I think that, they, that they're just going to score too much for a, an offense like the Cowboys that is so bad. Uh, you know, they've relied to giving Zeke like a bunch of targets each game. That's how bad their weapons are. You know that if they had choices, they would not be wanting to do that because he's not a great option out of the backfield. So uh, that tells me all that I need to know about their offense. Give me the Texans at home. Yeah, not just targets, but like targets on the field. They I was not expecting that. They lined up out wide and threw him a fly last week. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I mean, I'm happy about it. It's good for his fantasy stock, but like yeah. that's just desperation, I think. That's what that tells me. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure Jerry World is all saying, you know, everyone wants to seek the ball in the passing game, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Houston is is the superior team here, especially without Sean Lee for for Dallas. Uh, the Deshaun Watson factor is real. I mean, not having Sean Lee when you're matched up with Deshaun Watson to me is a huge issue. Huge. I uh, I I like Houston as well. You might you probably like them a little more than me. I do. But uh, I like them as well. Yeah, I mean, just because Watson isn't putting up the video game-like numbers that he did last year, I think people are kind of looking at it like he's had a down season, but he really has not. He's been as advertised, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. I was actually just thinking about that on my way home today because he, like, still has posted crazy numbers. Like, he's gone over 300 yards in three of the four games that they've played, and... He's still running the ball for 30. He's rushed for 30 more yards in every game. Like, he's still playing really, really well. He just doesn't have, like, a 9% touchdown rate, you know? (laughs) Right. And it doesn't help that every quarterback in the league, it seems like, is just going off for these bananas games right now. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, I'm definitely, I'm like, I'm probably going to be on Houston for a little bit until, like, their wins correct, correct themselves a little bit. Uh, Redskins at Saints, Monday night football game. I think it'll be a good one. Saints uh, opened at seven. Now it's down to six and a half, 53 and a half point total. What do you think of this one? Yeah, uh, not surprised that the total moved down. You know, the Saints looked a little mortal last week and the Redskins have been feisty. But that said, like, there is no way I'm betting against Drew Brees at home in a primetime game. So I looked at his numbers, um, or the team's numbers, I should say. And when Breeze has been a favorite of three to seven points in New Orleans, he's 32, 18 and two against the spread. And I don't have the official numbers on primetime games, but I'm assuming it's like a hundred and zero. <laughs> Interesting that they won more games at home in prime time than they have played in general. I know. Home. It's surprising, <laughs> but true. Look it up if you doubt me. Um, so yeah, I like the Saints here. I think that back home where they move the ball well they will be able to do what they like um i'm curious actually what you think about mark ingram returning this week like how much of an impact does he have like is it it can be positive it can be negative you could sell me on anything honestly i mean to me any any opportunity that mark ingram sees over alvin kamara is bad for the saints so i uh but what if they start playing him like at wide receiver more and do some stuff like that like Kamara, like they put Ingram yeah, in the backfield. Yeah, they, play, they play Kamara in the slot or something. Uh, I mean, that's fine, I guess. I don't have an issue with that as long as they're not doing it to run with them. Like, I, I just think that, like, don't don't get Ingram back and then all of a sudden try to beat 2017 Saints. Like, it's just not going to work. 
All right. Well, wow. as somebody who has Kamara and Ingram on the same fantasy team, I'm very curious to see how the situation is going to work because, like, obviously I want Ingram to do good. I need Ingram to do good for this team, to be honest. But you have to think that any situation that involves him doing well, he at least has to cannibalize some of what Kamara has done. So, yeah, I mean, the thing for me is that they go on the bye next week. So I actually kind of think this is probably like I would I would imagine Ingram has potential like has the potential to do almost nothing in this game. Okay. Yeah. And then they kind of like figure it out on the over the bye because Kamara like if Kamara hadn't been like so so dominant I'd say like they kind of maybe just go right back to it. But I I I wouldn't take him off the field right now. It's been really good. So um, obviously I have to plug my uh, my Action Network piece went behind the paywall this week. So. Yeah, pretty cool. But uh, just a really, really good matchup here for Alex Smith. Uh, the Saints really don't get any pressure on the quarterback right now. Um, Marshawn Lattimore was a top 10 corner last year. Now he's outside the top 50 in terms of pro football focus. Uh, they lost Patrick Robinson. Ken Crawley and PJ Williams are basically you and me out there. Um, <laughs> that, let's really, not I'm, go that far. I mean, I, maybe I'm on, maybe I'm you, honestly, but not me. <laughs> I'm honestly only kind of kidding. Like, that's how bad they've been. Um, but Alex Smith is actually like, and again, this is why I think he's probably pretty underrated, but adjusted completion percentage of 85.5% when not under pressure. Oh, yeah. Over 80% every year since 2014, top six in the league every year in that span. Like, he's really, really good when there's no pressure. So uh, pretty much I think there's going to be a lot of points in, in this game. Um, and the betting trend backs that up since 2014, the over is 21, 12 and one 23.7% return on investment in the Superdome. So, uh, I am taking the over here. I'm scared off of like, I kind of wanted to take Washington, but I'm scared off by the, by your trend here. So I'm going <laughs> to say and no Drew Brees in prime time. Yeah, the, the hundred and no <laughs> Drew Brees in prime time really swung me. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just settle on the over here, but I do think it's going to be a very good game. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not sure when I became like the driver of the Alex Smith fan bus, but I'm kind of happy to be here. You know, like I I really respect Alex Smith's game. I'm a fan. Good player. I mean, it's always good to support good players. Yeah, it's a a change for me as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you support Russell Wilson. He's good. Eh, Not this year. Yeah, no, it's shot not good. The uh the book it my bookie picks of the week. Now we were hot last week. I mean we were combined seven, two, and one last week. So hopefully we can repeat that. You're at a sterling eleven, eight, and one. I am recovering. Six thirteen and one. We're I mean, if we get hot here, we can get back to even. Like I'm just I don't want to get too excited, but <laughs> Yeah, you could do it. I'm I'm honestly still a little salty about my push because you know, what would, the Browns were up like 10 with like four minutes left in that game or they were they were up double digits and somehow found a way to lose in overtime. So, yep. uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not particularly happy about that. But, yeah, I can't complain about eight, 11, eight and one overall. If I could keep that percentage going for the full season, that would be, you know, a nice betting year. So, all right, I will uh, I will dive in with my picks for the week. I am starting with the Arizona Cardinals plus four and a half because any time. You can get points against C.J. Beathard. You have to do it. Yep. I'm taking the Panthers minus seven because of that bye week trend. I'm taking the Steelers minus three at home against the worst defense in the league. 
Uh, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here and take the Browns plus three. That's probably the one that I'm most scared of. Um, and I may or may not have real money on it. Like, you can follow me on the Action Network Act to see if I actually put money on that game. And then finally, the Texans minus three on Sunday night. Giddy up, Deshaun Watson. Betting the Island games is really fun. Like, I uh, I don't get the same, like, not to sound like a gambling addict, but, like, I don't get the same <laughs> buzz during the day games, you know? Like, a good night game buzz is nice. Oh, well, um, I, I disagree. It depends on how many you have going on. Like, last week, there was a point where I was sweating the Texans and I was sweating the Bengals at the same time, just changing the channel back and forth like crazy. And uh, that was a good rush. And I was glad to come out on the right side of both of those. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when you win, right? Right. Um, so, I mean, I am all I am with you on Carolina. I'm a little nervous because we only have one game of crossover here. But I'm going to get my two road favorites out of the way now. And then I'm never going to take a road favorite the rest of the year. So, <laughs> Tennessee... Tennessee minus three and Green Bay minus one. I'm taking both. Uh, I really like uh, the Titans this week, even though that, I guess this is like, again, like a classic letdown spot. I'm just trusting that they are way better. Uh, I'm trusting Aaron Rodgers in all things football. And I am taking the Patriots tomorrow night. Well, I guess by the time you're listening to this tonight against uh, the Colts with all the injuries, I think they're going to cover that. And uh, true to form, I will bet in support of my article Washington New Orleans over 53 so I like that as well so hopefully we can keep it rolling Matt I mean it, it's a good feeling when you you have the picks on the show and you're doing well like it's fun right yep even with like all the <laughs> DFS going on you know I'm heavy into the DFS obviously as are you at times like I uh I still care a lot about the bets you know like I just can't stop thinking about the bets it's so. become my primary focus uh, and I actually have a trend if you'd like to feel a little bit better about your road favorites. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, road favorites of one to three points are actually above 500 against the spread. 292, 272, and 25 pushes. So I know we constantly say that road favorites are not good, but small road favorites might be an exception. It seems like you can bet them in select spots. You're the man. You just make me feel better about stuff, you know? I try, man. Like, this is what I'm here for. I love it. Uh, and that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to your rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And get the deposit bonus, dollar for dollar, for using promo code ROTOVIZ. From Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.